the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Speaking of police, which we were in the first two segments of the show last night, the police were out in Whitehall interacting with the community. They had uh, some food for the folks, showed them their tactical gear. It's a great way to relate and interact and build trust between the people who you are trying to protect and those who serve selflessly to protect them. The bad guys don't show up is my guess, but the people who may be on the fence about cops, and you may change your view of a cop if you meet one. Uh, my guess is if you ever met Deputy Matthew Yates, the Clark County Sheriff's deputy who was killed um, at a mobile home park a little over a week ago who was laid to rest a day or two ago, Matthew Yates is the epitome of the kind of police officer that I think of when I think of a police officer, somebody who was loved in the community, somebody who gave of himself, somebody who displayed courage and valor, but also kindness. So this program in Whitehall last night was about, was called National Night Out. It's part of the National Night Out initiative to get police interacting with people. And they had one in Clark County as well. And they had Deputy Yates Cruiser at this event, which they said was fitting because it was right in the middle of everything, which is where they said Matthew Yates would have been had he still been alive. There's a quote from Springfield Police Captain Allison Elliott. Matt was huge in this community, cared for Clark County and Springfield. He was involved in promoting the positive image of law enforcement and what better way to honor him. So... Uh, I would hope there'd be some kind of initiative coming along that would uh, put Matthew Yates' name on something that would commemorate him and the kind of contributions he made to law enforcement in Clark County. Uh, Meanwhile, up in Akron, uh, not so many good vibes toward police. Akron, of course, is where Jalen Walker, young man, was fleeing from police, both in his car and on foot. A few weeks ago, he turned around suddenly in the dark while wearing a ski mask after shooting at police out the window of his car. And the officers who were pursuing him then unloaded their weapons because they thought he had one. He left it in the car. He did not have it in his waistband, but don't reach in your waistband if police are chasing you. And the feelings are still raw from that. So when police pulled over, or at least spotted a suspicious vehicle in front of a home, At around midnight, the trunk was open, and officers saw what looked like an Uzi and an AK-47 in the trunk. Ah, this seems suspicious, particularly since there were five teenagers in the car. The police detained the five 
teenagers found two more handguns on the front seat and an additional third rifle in the trunk. These are teenagers, ladies and gentlemen. A 17-year-old was arrested, charged with two counts of carrying a concealed weapon and two counts of weapons under disability. The other four teens were not charged and were later released. Meanwhile, while the police were executing this arrest, they were threatened and taunted by people in the neighborhood. Now, let me just do the psychology on this for a second, okay? You have five teenagers in a car at around midnight with an Uzi, an AK-47, another rifle, and two handguns. One gun for each kid in the car. At a home with the trunk open. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't typically drive my car with the trunk open. In fact, when, on the rare occasion, I happen to forget to close my trunk, I have a warning light, as do most cars, that tells you the trunk is open. And you then close the trunk. What does it tell you if at midnight a car is sitting in front of a home in Akron and the trunk is open? Now, I'm just spitballing here, but what it tells me is they stopped at the house and popped the trunk because they were thinking of getting or planning on getting out of the car and going around to the back of the car, the three who didn't have handguns, which were inside the passenger area of the car, and the other three were going to pick up said weapons and do something with them. Call me crazy. I don't think it was go deer hunting. I think probably whoever was in that house was in a bad situation. Now, whoever was in that house is part of the neighborhood that came to the car while the cops were arresting the the teenagers with the guns. And yet the people in the neighborhood did not come to the car where the arrest was taking place to thank the police officers for sparing our neighborhood the violence that was apparently ready to ensue. No. They came to taunt the police. And you wonder why police don't want to go into certain neighborhoods to keep bad things from happening. I don't know... um, how you could be more stupid than the people in that neighborhood. But that's where we are. And it's fed by the media. It's fed by this completely erroneous narrative that police are out there targeting people because of their race, their ethnicity, whatever. It's just, this is something that I think a lot of television commentators and newspaper reporters, by the way, will have to answer for at some point in time. Maybe not in this life, but in the next. Now, that's why I support pro-police, pro-law and order candidates. One of those candidates is J.D. Vance, who was a guest on our show on Monday. He's the Republican candidate for Senate in the state of Ohio. He's running against fake Republican Tim Ryan, who loves to portray himself as a Republican. I guess because, what, he's gotten tired of being a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat for two decades in the the, uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Tim Ryan, who votes with Joe Biden more than AOC does will not answer simple questions like, why don't you want to campaign with your president, Joe Biden, who you voted for 
on, who, who you voted with on all legislative agenda items 100% of the time. It seemed to me like if you vote for a guy's agenda, you would want him to come and join you on your campaign trail. You clearly are aligned in ideology. Or, Tim Ryan will not answer the question, do you think Joe Biden's doing a good job as president? Because if Tim Ryan answers that question, let's imagine if Tim Ryan answered the question, no, I don't think Joe Biden's doing a good job as president. Well, then I would come back with, then why did you vote for every single thing he proposed? Or, yes, I think he's doing a tremendous job as president, which might not land well on those of us who are paying lots of money for gas and groceries and everything else amid the highest inflation rates in 40 years. So you know why Tim Ryan won't answer that question, because there's no way he can answer that question. Because he bears a personal responsibility for the toll you and I are paying amid the Joe Biden presidency. But the narrative on J.D. Vance has been that he's in the witness protection program, or he's hiding out, or he's running a terrible campaign. He's being outraised by Tim Ryan by more than four to one. Ryan has tons and tons of money from all those years that he had campaign contributions, and he didn't really need to campaign because he was a Democrat running in the Mahoning Valley. He banked all the money, and now he's using it to campaign for another job while he does not go to Washington, D.C. to vote on things. He cedes his vote to others via proxy. He's getting paid by the taxpayers to be in Washington. He's not in Washington. He's on the campaign trail trying to get a new job while he's getting paid for a job he's not doing. But anyway, the criticism of J.D. Vance now should somewhat diminish because he has released a television ad that you will be seeing, my guess is, very, very soon. And it features the image and the words of his wife. Here's how it sounds. Our family story is an Ohio story. My husband, J.D., grew up in Middletown, and things weren't easy. His mom struggled with addiction, and his dad wasn't there. But J.D. was lucky. He was raised by his loving grandmother, and he served his country as a Marine in Iraq. He's an incredible father, and he's my best friend. J.D. shared his family story in Hillbilly Elegy, and he wants for Ohio what Ohio gave him, a fighting chance. I'm J.D. Vance, and I approve this message. Yeah, it's well done. I think it will be a good way for J.D. Vance to reintroduce himself to voters, not just from the primary who supported him, those who didn't, and the Democrats who hopefully might cross over to get rid of these inane Democratic policies. We will have Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, on the show at 12.05 today. We'll talk more about the primary results. Locally, not too sexy last night, State Central Committee got more run because one of the few races that was on the ballot at the cost of $20 million to Ohio taxpayers. But nationally, there were races in states that will help shape what I hope is a red wave in November. Uh, I go to Arizona Fairmounts where my in-laws are, so I'm interested in Arizona, but Arizona has a spot in the national political spotlight because, well, they have a governor's race and a Republican Senate primary that got a lot of run on the national news shows. It looks like the former news anchor, Carrie Lake, is going to win the Republican nomination for governor. It also looks like Blake Masters, is going to be the Republican, well, he is the Republican nominee. He won. Now, Masters and J.D. Vance 
are both guys that have the approval of Donald Trump, the endorsement of Donald Trump. I'm a lot more comfortable with J.D. Vance than I am with Blake Masters. J.D. Vance, as the commercial that he's now going to be playing on TV in Ohio, says is he grew up in Ohio. He grew up poor in Ohio. He understands addiction. He understand, Not because he was addicted, but because his family was. He understands how difficult it can be and is for a lot of the people in Ohio that he purports to serve. Blake Masters, hmm, kind of a Johnny-come-lately to conservatism. Uh, at one point, he was an open border guy. He's a San Francisco guy. Uh, then he shows up in Arizona. He runs very good, but I'm a little uncomfortable that Blake Masters has been, in my view, too restrictive in who he talks to. I don't mind that you don't talk to the Washington Post, New York Times. I wouldn't talk to them either because they're just going to barbecue you. Same with the Columbus Dispatch. Haley B. Miller, Columbus Dispatch, their resident political assassin, has a story out today because she was on the fringes of a scrum yesterday at the State Fair talking to J.D. Vance. And she's cherry-picking something Vance has said that she and Democrats hope to beat him up on in November. That he does not support federal legislation to codify protections for same-sex and interracial marriage. Okay. So this has become a Democrat dream issue. Dream because they think they can make political hay out of it, and dream because it's not an issue. They're dreaming it up. But Clarence Thomas gave him license for this. He put in his agreement with the Dobbs decision to overturn Roe versus Wade that, hey, substantive due process, which is basically like assuming you have certain rights based upon what other rights in the Constitution, maybe we should look at other rights that are guaranteed to people via the, the judicial concept of substantive due process. And Clarence Thompson, Thomas mentioned interracial marriage and gay marriage. Well, Clarence Thomas himself is in an interracial marriage. His wife is white, Jenny Thomas. So I don't think Clarence Thomas is looking for a workaround to get out of his marriage. He could just file for divorce if he wanted that. But Clarence Thomas is a true constitutionalist. And he's saying, you know, we give away things and we attribute it to the Constitution that really aren't in there, which bothers him as someone who admires and adheres to the Constitution. But this has given Democrats a chance to say, oh, see, see, Clarence Thomas is coming after gay marriage. Clarence Thomas coming after interracial marriage. So then you have House Democrats who see an opening. Ah, I know what we'll do. We'll propose a law to codify gay marriage into law. And if any Republican votes against it, we'll say, see, they're against gay marriage. And they got a willing dupe to go along with them in the Senate in that outgoing Ohio Senator Rob Portman not only voted for it, he co-sponsored it. Now, why did Rob Portman do that? Because, Rob Portman said, he used to be against codifying gay marriage into law, but then his son told him that he was gay. Now, I don't want Rob Portman to disown his son, treat his son mean, But just because something benefits you or makes you feel better about something that is going on in your family is not a real reason to change your political position on something. I mean, do you have the courage of your convictions or are you legislating 
to make life easier for you. So I don't, I think it's a, I think it is a, <laughs> a black mark, a, uh, a bad thing for Rob Portman to say, well, sure, I changed my mind because my son's gay. What? You didn't know of any, you didn't know the existence of other gay people? Like what? Like there are, there were gay people before your son came out, Rob Portman. And you were not willing to go along with gay marriage then, but in order to accommodate your son, now all of a sudden you are. That seems stupid to me. Now, why does J.D. Vance oppose it? And by the way, Mike Carey voted for this, which is, boy, oh boy, Mike Carey, big disappointment. J.D. Vance, I don't know, and Haley B. Miller, she's just rubbing her palms together gleefully to write this lead. J.D. Vance said Tuesday, that he does not support federal legislation to codify protections for same-sex and interracial marriage. Why? Because J.D. Vance properly called it a, quote, bizarre distraction from other issues. Here's a quote from J.D. Vance. You have sky-high inflation crisis, you have a huge recessionary problem, and we're arguing about rights that have already been granted by the Supreme Court? It seems like a bizarre distraction for a country that actually has much, much deeper and more serious crises. Yeah, yeah, it does. Now, this is where Tim Ryan will try to hit J.D. Vance. Say, well, you're not for gay marriage. I hope Tim Ryan tries to make hay out of that. Because I do not believe that in the state of Ohio, that is going to get him anywhere. Because it will indicate that Tim Ryan has prioritized an issue that really isn't an issue over issues that are really issues to the people of the state of Ohio, namely gas prices, falling wages, increasing taxes, Joe Biden's inept policy on the border, and our diminishing strength on the international stage. Those are things that I think many, 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 and a majority of Ohioans, not just rural Ohioans, all believe in. So go for it, Democrats. Go for it, Haley B. Miller. Go for it, Tim Ryan. The more you talk about things that are not an issue, that are not a threat, the more that you waste your time on these kinds of things just because you think you can use it as a gotcha, the more it will boomerang back on you and show that you are out of touch with Ohio voters and you do not understand the things that real people are going through. This is always, was always going to be the problem for Tim Ryan, where he tries to, you know, he can put on his blue jeans and his untucked shirt, and he can, you know, play his Mahoning Valley bona fides to his heart's content. He cannot duplicate the upbringing that J.D. Vance had in Middletown, where an opioid crisis tore his family apart, and that he benefited from the love and leadership of his grandparents, served in the U.S. Marines, and has obviously made a success of himself, and now says on the one thing people try to tear him apart for, Donald Trump, I was wrong. I was wrong. Candor plays a lot better than camouflage. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.